0: Welcome to the Innovative Mindset with your host, Harrison Kelly. The Innovative Mindset was created to give easy access to people with innovative stories and livelihoods that can teach valuable lessons to everybody. Today, on episode 14, we have Raquel Boris. Raquel is the Chief Excitement Officer at True to You Branding. She's extremely passionate about bringing to life a personal brand that is true to you. Raquel and Harrison explore these topics and much more on episode 14 of the Innovative Mindset. Enjoy.
1: What's going on ladies and gentlemen, super excited to bring you yet another episode of the Innovative Mindset with Harrison Kelly. Today I have Raquel Boris, how's it going Raquel?
2: I'm good, can I just say that I love your name?
1: (laughs) Thank you. I love your name too, Raquel Harrison. Yeah, it's good to, uh, I like the, the little less, the less common names. It's always nice to have. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, for those not familiar with Raquel, she is crushing it on social media right now. She is a personal branding expert. And the chief excitement officer at true to you branding as well as a social media coach and content creator for a new platform social coach that I'm sure we'll be able to talk a little bit more about. Raquel, do you want to just take a couple minutes to to introduce yourself and give a little bit about who you are and how you got into personal branding.
2: Sure. So Raquel here. I am in Northern Virginia, but I am a Southern Cal girl. So I tell people you can take the girl out of Cali, but you can't take the Cali out of the girl. So so I might say like here and there.
1: (laughs) I say like all the time. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a Valley girl accent, but I definitely come up with some words that are very California. But uh, so I started my own business in January. I was doing branding for a mortgage company, decided to go out on my own and then the pandemic hit. So there was a lot of uh, pivoting and shifting, if you will. But if anything, it was kind of a blessing for what I was doing. And uh, so I'm just trying to do my best to help others. It really changed my mindset on a lot of things. I learned a lot about myself over these past—is uh, it like six months already?
1: Yeah, I think so. I—I <laughs> I think everyone could say that. Yeah, a lot more self-reflecting.
2: And I want to say a few months, but I'm like, no, it's like three times that. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot that's been happening, a lot that's still happening. Uh, you know, everything's just kind of, I think, up in the air for everybody. But I've learned to. Embrace that and actually be excited about it. That's why I'm the chief excitement officer because I tend to get excited about. <laughs> I a
1: love lot that. <laughs> <of things. laughs>
2: so that's kind of where I'm at right now, and and branding is just something that I found that I really love. And it's not so much the the subject matter of what it is to be to do personal branding. It's more about the fact that I get to meet so many people and work with so many people because I love people. I'm a people person. And, you know, personal branding, I I've joked about it where it's, it's more like personality branding.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And so that's it's where you can fun. really show your personality on social media and everything else. So yeah. you got into the personal branding somewhat recently, but you've seen pretty exponential growth. Do you want to kind of walk me through? Actually, you know what, before we get into the growth, I'd love to explore what do you think the strengths and like benefits of getting or of developing a personal brand on social media are and why should somebody do it?
2: When I started doing branding for this for the mortgage company they asked me to do it because they essentially wanted to be me to be kind of their face right because I already had a presence already had a following but they then they themselves didn't really know how it was going to go they just said hey you already have Presence. We need presence because we're a brand new division. We literally just created our logo, our name, like nobody knows who we are. So they asked me to, to be that person. So when I started, I really had no clue how it was going to go because I thought, okay, just because I have visibility on social media and on LinkedIn, and I have great connections doesn't mean it's going to translate into me being able to help a company brand. So I just kind of followed my heart and my gut. and I was like, all right, well, let me just do what feels right for me. Let me make it fun. Let me do what I would think that I would want to see if I'm scrolling down a feed. And so I just kind of naturally was you know, interviewing a lot of my coworkers, doing behind the scenes, just standing out in a way that nobody else was standing out in the mortgage industry. I was very lucky in that respect where I don't look like a lot of folks in in, in that space. And I don't really act like a lot of folks in that (laughs) space. So it's like people, it's almost like you couldn't ignore me, right? Um, But I just started doing that. And I started realizing that people were recognizing the company because of me. And they, and they realized that too, like they were okay with that. Like my boss at one point, and it was just in the beginning of of my job, he went to go play golf with a couple realtors and he had a a t-shirt with his, the company on it. And one of the realtors went up to him and said, I know that company, I know Main Street Loans. I've seen it somewhere. Like I've seen you guys on social media because I was in charge of all their social media too and posting. And in that moment, he's like, oh, wow, like, okay, this is how it works. Or people would be like, oh, Main Street Home Loans, doesn't Raquel work for you guys? Or I see Raquel do stuff all the time. And so that's when it's kind of like clicked in my head of like, all right, now I understand why there's like a Steve Jobs or there's a, you know, um, a Richard Bronson, like all these people that are promoting their company and their brand because people are connecting with the person. That's what I started realizing. People are connecting with me as a person, my personality, what I do. And because of the fact that I work for this company, then they recognize and they want to learn more and essentially be willing to, if you're a loan officer, maybe even want to come over and and work with us, because that's the thing too, is that if someone like myself is working for this company and I'm having a great time, I'm loving it, I'm doing all these things in it. It's and encasing. obviously people are gonna like, well, shoot, if they're can, if they hiring people like her, I wanna be a part of that company as well. And so it really helps in so many ways. And, and it was a process for me to understand that because like I said, from the start, I really didn't know how it was gonna go. I mean, it, this was a new thing for me, a new thing for the company. So it's really cool how it all organically
1: Kind of happened. fell into place. It's uh, yeah. it's so interesting. You mentioned Steve Jobs. I actually at a networking event one time met someone who hadn't met Steve Jobs directly, but a connection of theirs had met Steve Jobs. Yeah. And I guess it was like kind of like a techie guy out in uh, out in California, and yeah. he approached Steve Jobs and was like, "Hey, I have this awesome idea for like Apple to create a new product." And Steve Jobs was like, "No, no, no, like." I'm not the person to talk to. Like I'm solely the face of the company. Like that's what I'm here for. I'm the face of the brand. So <laughs> you're. I'm not the one to be venting to about like good ideas. And just like, it's so true though. It's like, there has to be someone that kind of makes this company appear less like a corporation. And it, it brings that kind of human dynamic to the company. Going from there, I would love to hear about some of the tips and tricks you've learned along the way as well as some of the the mistakes that you might have made early on that you've been able to identify.
2: Yeah so as far as tricks and trades um, I try not to subscribe to them to be honest and I know there are a lot and yeah granted there are times where I'll do a couple of them because it's it's more about, okay, this piece of content that I just put out, I really feel that a lot of people would benefit from it. So then maybe I will tag a few uh, more people or I'll, um, send it to 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 colleagues of mine in messages like, hey, I just posted that. Can you go ahead and like and engage in it? Because once again, I, I feel that it's, people would benefit from it. So um, especially when I talk about mental health awareness, I feel like I want the more people that it can reach the better, I think. So then I'll make it a point to kind of manipulate the system, if you will. But as far as like the t- tricks, I honestly, it took me years to get to where I'm at. And I talk about how I I got on LinkedIn around two thousand thirteen fourteen, and I studied LinkedIn because there was were, there weren't people out there telling you what to do because at the time it was a very different platform. It wasn't Completely. all about jobs. It's still an
1: ever changing platform. Yeah
2: at the time it wasn't what it was now so you didn't have these linkedin influencers that were telling you like you know what to do or you didn't have the the tagging games or the engagement pods or even hashtags like none of that really existed so it was very different so i just kind of took my time just to to learn the platform to just grow naturally on it um really focus on my network on who i was connecting with at first i was just connecting with people in my industry um you know, I just, it, it took a lot of time. I mean, now you can get on the platform and you definitely can do things like engagement pods. You can tag a bunch of people. I mean, there's, there's, and people- for,
1: would I, sorry to, to cut you no, off just for, I I love, I I kind of have like organic engagement pods just from people that I've developed relationships with. Like I tagged you in my post just a half an hour ago and you yeah, quickly replied right. before you we reply. hopped on the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> I would have replied if we if we weren't on the podcast already, but. But would you mind just breaking down a little bit what you mean by engagement pods? Kind yeah. of just define it for anyone that's unfamiliar and talk yeah, a little there bit are some about the, that are like, the tagging what? in the comments too.
2: Yeah. Okay. So specifically with LinkedIn, because you know, Facebook and, and Instagram, those are different platforms where they, you know, they're called pay-to-play platforms where they want you to to pay for ads to sponsor all of that. So it's very different to grow on on, on, on those social media platforms. But as far as LinkedIn, there's still so much potential there so what happens is with LinkedIn how it is also very different than the other ones is that when you are posting and you have one of your own connections comment or like that post their entire network has the ability to see what you commented on it so then it's exposing you to a whole nother network so I tell people like my first degree connections are around 20,000 people my second degree connections are about 1.3 million so i have the ability to touch 1.3 million people so that being said what people tend to do understanding how important engagement is and for the algorithms they'll create these engagement pods where they'll get people up to i don't i mean i was in one before and i didn't even know what they were until recently but i was in one there was like 18 of us and the only reason why I was in this particular one is because the 18 people that were in this pod were pretty high up there in LinkedIn. Like they are very influential. I really believed in what they, what their content was saying. So what happens is every time that one of us would post something, we go ahead and put the that post in the in the uh, in your direct message group. You drop it in there, and then it's everybody's responsibility to engage in that content. And then you engage in theirs, they engage in yours, and so then you're creating you know, this, I, I, I guess buzz around this post, right? Cause if, if the algorithms start seeing that people are engaging quickly, then it's also going to help uh, give you more visibility of that plot of that post. So that's what engagement pods do. Um, LinkedIn starting to catch on.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I've <laughs> just, noticed. Yeah, yeah for...
2: Catching on just to, just to give you guys a little bit of a warning because they, they see that as yeah, kind of same. a hack.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, um, yeah. To take it a step further. Uh, something I, I too have been playing with the LinkedIn algorithm for forever. It's so funny. I was in college just a few years ago. So everybody's obsessed with Instagram and TikTok. And yeah. I was always spending my time refreshing the, the LinkedIn feed just because I've always had a passion for, for business and learning. But uh, the the key purpose of this engagement pod is getting likes, comments, and shares within the first first 30 minutes to an hour of making a LinkedIn post is super substantial for significant growth and impressions and viewership on a LinkedIn post. So that's why the engagement pods are a thing, but it's just like you said, I think the algorithms recently been tweaked. So it's like, I'm typically, I'm trying to switch it up and tag new people in my comments. Um, but I'll, when I make a post, I'll just tag 10 or 15 of my friends and try and get them to engage as I did with you before. I think the algorithm now, like you said, is catching on and they're starting to realize, all right, Raquel has liked Harrison's post and commented on the last 15 posts of Harrison's within the first 30 minutes. Seems like she is well aware when he's posting and is inclined to comment every single time. So, and as a result, I think the impressions are starting to decline a little bit for a lot of people on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah. I think also, um, you know, there's people that will tag and I'm not joking, like a hundred people. on I know
1: it's crazy. It feels a little forced.
2: (laughs) and that's where i get a little bit kind of like okay people like this is a little excessive like i get people to see your content and i understand once again it's it's the mindset of like oh the more people that see this the more it's gonna you know inspire encourage and help others but let me tell you a lot of these posts they don't they're they're viral videos from other platforms from like yeah, people copy YouTube, and paste it over and then they tag all these people and i'm thinking okay why are you trying to go viral on LinkedIn just to go viral? Yeah, like there that needs to be more of a
1: purpose to it.
2: Yes, and that's why I do what I do in the sense that I try not to tag anybody on my posts. I rarely tag. I only tag if, like, they're in, if they're in the picture, if it's about them, or um, you know, I, I sense that they would really benefit from it. But I tend to not. To, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. Um, And I'm not in an engagement pods anymore. I was in that one. It was too overwhelming. So I got out of it months ago.
1: Yeah, And uh, the obligatory, uh, you have to comment on my post every time. It's a little much. It's a little much.
2: And so it's overwhelming. And I want to be the type of person of like, hey, you can do this. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be organic. organic, Yeah, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm trying to do all the tricks. And I'm trying to do whatever and catch up. Then like, what's the point of me even like trying to encourage others to do it I would just be making other people miserable like myself right and I'm not miserable I love what I'm doing and but I do it in a very authentic organic way that I that's what it's all about like it's right for me and that's why I try to tell other people like do what you it feels right for you if you don't feel like you want to post every day then don't post every day no reason to like don't We get so caught up and like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. Or then you start comparing yourself with other people that you're, that you're following. You're like, because I have a lot of people that compare themselves to me all the time. I get it. They're like, Raquel, you're always posting, you're doing this and you're doing that. I'm like, yes, I get it. But it's because it's just natural to me. So please don't take it as like, you have to do it. Like, believe me, you don't.
1: (laughs) Like, think- Definitely not. Yeah, I, yeah, I've spoken to so many people. I had uh, Jonathan Palmer on the podcast. Oh, I'm okay. um, friends with like Travis Slash. There are a lot of these guys yeah, that, that are Travis crushing it. Yeah,
2: a funny
1: one. They're crushing it on LinkedIn. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing that I found is that it's like you said with the tips and tricks, you're not really too set in it. There is no set in stone tips and tricks. There's so many people that have told me you have to do A, B, and C. And then another person will tell me a completely different A, B, and C. What it really comes down to it's the same thing that I do with search engine optimization, creating content with people. Just create value for people and and go above and beyond and doubling down on, on what you're good at and what you want to share. And if you're authentic and pre- creating legitimate value, you're going to have success whether you're tagging 40 people in the comments or in an engagement pod yeah. or not. It's Especially really, that's what it's all yeah. about. Authentic. Anything
2: yes value driven content and i was gonna say a big thing for me is that if you create a really good network a network that you have got to know that you have created really Good relationships and connections with you believe me whatever you post you're gonna get really good engagement from those people and those are the people that you want the engagement from like i love that when i post something i know that i my connections my network they're going to engage in it in a way that is so fun insightful like sometimes like i'll get maybe like five reactions but i get a ton of views and a ton of comments so the so the likes and the reactions I don't I could care yeah, less they're about it. Not as important
1: as people tend to make them.
2: Yeah, because sometimes I'll have like ten reactions, but like sixty comments. Yeah, the same we'll, thing. Yeah, we'll start engaging, and it's so much fun, and I love that because that to me is what's important. And so yeah,
1: the conversations.
2: Yes, but we trust each other. We have this great, this great connection. It really is a connection, and that's powerful. Yeah, and that's why I tell people all the time like get on a zoom call with someone if they want to reach out to you and get to know you do it like last night I I did a post because I met this one connection uh, we weren't even connected but we were tagged on the same mutual post we started talking about wine we start we realized we weren't connected so we connect then we start direct messaging each other then we start sending audio message we realized like oh my gosh like we totally get along this is great so then we did a happy hour last night totally hit it off. She was giving me ideas about something. I was giving her ideas. Like by the end of the conversation, we were like, this is what it's all about. Like this is why people need to really kind of open their minds, (laughs) open their hearts. I think a lot of people still look at this platform and look at LinkedIn as like, it's business, it's business. Yes. But The only way you're going to get to do business is by getting to know and like and trust that person that you're talking to. And that's why personal branding is so important because what you're doing is you're doing all of the, I guess the hard work, if you will. So especially right now, there's no networking events, no happy hours. So this is how you're putting yourself out there. This is how you're just think of it as if you're at happy hour and you're meeting people, Exactly. same thing, but now it's just done virtually and It does take a little bit more time and effort and energy.
1: But it's still so worthwhile. But it's so super worthwhile.
2: In all honesty,
1: the the main reason that I started this podcast, obviously, I'm so appreciative of the listeners. So anyone listening, thank you so much. But the (laughs) most important thing for me is that I get to have these powerful conversations and bridge these worthwhile connections. Like you're somebody that I I know I'm going to maintain contact with. I know we're going to engage in each other's, uh, content. It's a win-win, you know? And it's like, I'm learning things, you're learning things. It's just the power of conversation, LinkedIn in particular, but really any social media, it's, it's allowed me to make friendships from all over the world and not just friendships because I'm trying to close sales, which a lot of people are using LinkedIn for, and you definitely can close sales. But if you're going out there and authentically meeting people and trying to bridge friendships the sales and everything else are going to come with that because you're expanding your network in, in an authentic way. So it's, yeah, it's and, powerful and I had,
2: stuff. And, yeah. And I had this conversation with someone yesterday too, who um, just got on the social coach app to have me, to have me coach them. And, you know, he's in a uh, insurance, he's an insurance agent and he's just like, god you know i'm putting stuff i'm doing like facebook you know business page i'm doing this but i just don't see anything i go it's because are you showing who you are are you just kind of doing the typical you know insurance company things he's like yeah and so that's why i had to explain to him that with what social coach is all about it's me prompting you on content every day the type of content that i put out so i'm not i'm not telling you like put this flyer out and and hashtag this i'm saying hey today i want you to talk about This particular situation or like if you just saw a Netflix series that you learned something and you took something a lesson from it share that with us because I do that all the time, too. And um, And so I was just trying to explain to him why it was so important for him to get himself out there and people get to know who he is so that then when they start reaching out to him. The hard part's already done because they, they're reaching out to him because they feel like they know him. I mean, that's why he reached out to me. I mean, he's like, Raquel, I see you on LinkedIn. I feel like I know you. I go, see, that's exactly it. You're coming to me. I'm giving you, my sale is a soft sale at this point. I don't have to explain to yeah, you what to do, they know you. what kind of person I am. Like you already have that. You're just trying to understand the logistics about this app. And as soon as I explained it to him, he's like, all right. And he signed up. So now he's a client on the app.
1: Yeah, it's awesome
2: it just takes so much of that work (laughs) (laughs) out of it. Right?
1: Yeah, you're laying the groundwork. And in all honesty, I've always had kind of a passion for writing. So for a long time, I was solely writing text posts. And I like I said, Jonathan Palmer is actually the first guy on the on the podcast. Love Jonathan. And he was talking about it's so much easier to close sales and bridge connections on LinkedIn, doing video content, just because you have that face-to-face people are actually seeing you and it's, it makes it easier. It kind of breaks that barrier a little bit. Whereas if you just read somebody's text, it might be really insightful information but you're not getting you're not looking them in the eye you're yeah. not developing and people's baneurism yeah. like i use my hands
2: exactly. a, lot. I me smile too, a lot me too yeah
1: my hands are beneath the <laughs> table right now going all over the place <laughs>
2: no, but, but, but it's <laughs> fantastic but it's so true it's that's people need to connect with you emotionally i mean that's how a connection is made when someone feels something whether it's sadness happiness anger any of those and that's why I do a lot of uh, videos that are funny and I am a goofball and it's okay because that's how people connect with hey, me guard a lot of down. times
1: let's guards down.
2: exactly and that's how I connect with others like I like to see a lot of fun positive content like that's what I'm drawn to so I tell people too, whatever you're drawn to whatever makes you stop your feed and look and like take a listen or actually read, then maybe that's the what you should be doing too like emulate what what resonates with you like there's nothing wrong with doing that you're not copying somebody else you're just taking what what attracts and appeals to you and then you're putting your spin on it right so like i love jennifer gardner for instance i think she's like amazing in the sense that she was an actress now she's a business owner she does stuff for save the children she's super authentic she has like her fake cooking show and she'll be in her kitchen with no makeup on you know cooking and just like so real and but she has so many different elements and facets to her and i love following someone like that so in my head i'm always like okay i want to be someone like her so then when i post I try to remember, okay, Raquel, remember how authentic she was or remember how she just was very open with this and that. And so I tell people, like, there's nothing wrong with emulating people that you look up to. Oh, no, yeah, you got to find
1: inspiration somewhere. That's all part of the process.
2: Yeah, so that's, it's, that's where I tell people to maybe start out, too. Like, hey, who? Yeah, before you find you your own
1: voice. <laughs> you yeah. Utilize and the then, voices that resonate with you the most.
2: Exactly. And then because we're all different, we're all extremely unique, you trying to do the exact same thing is still going to come across different because definitely
1: and you're gonna you're gonna use your own personal experiences to maybe convey convey a similar message so there's there's plenty of opportunity there the biggest thing is just really starting uh and that being said i would love to delve into a little bit what you find some of the biggest especially now that you're doing the social coaching what are some of the biggest challenges you find that people have right out the gate
2: they get in their head way too much.
1: I definitely got in my head so much before I finally (laughs) dropped my my first video. Like I was so nervous too.
2: Yeah, I think that's the initial thing. And that's why I, I also laugh and say that I'm like a cheerleader, almost like a therapist psychologist, because it is, it's all psychological why people don't do it because they're afraid of what they're going to look like if they're going to be judged it's not going to be perfect and i just say just do it because you're gonna improve over time naturally as exactly. you get as it, gets easy, as it gets a little bit easier for you as you get more comfortable not only that you start realizing how you come across the video because what happened with me when i first started doing video several a couple years ago i was so stiff and fake oh, and i would yeah. rewatch watch it i'm like like that's just yeah, like if I'm looking at that and like, gosh, I look just super. <laughs> me, me, me. Um, and so then I was like, all right, loosen up a little bit. And then I would loosen up. And then I would notice uh, some of the mannerisms I would do with my facial expressions. And I'm like, okay, those kind of facial expressions might not be the best. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. And then you just kind of get so comfortable with it that now I don't really care because now some of my facial expressions are crazy. Actually, do you know Michael Ray? Yeah, uh, I do know Michael Okay, Ray. so Michael Ray and I, So uh, it's funny, I call him Michael Ray. Right? We were talking about this the other day. So Michael and I have become really close, like almost like siblings. Like we, we're family at this point. <laughs> it's true. He sends me a screenshot of one of my videos. And in the screenshot, like I, I, I just have this face and he just says, say no to drugs. <laughs> 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 but like now something like that, I would post it. Like, I'd be like, hey, post it. I don't (laughs) care. Like, back in the day, I would have been horrified of how I look. Oh, yeah. You have these freeze frames, like, when people post. And then it's like that, um, just the shot that, and it's horrifying. And it's like, we have to just get over ourselves because we're the ones that are thinking about it. Like, no one's really thinking about us. We're too consumed about thinking about ourselves. And I try to remind myself that, too, like, Raquel. Like, get over the fact that you think that people are that concern and they're going to be like this. Exactly, that yeah. much time and energy critiquing what you did in a video like yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah that that's how i think a lot of people feel and that's i honestly not only was i hesitant to post the video content but i also sat on the podcast for quite a bit of time just because it was like it was like nerve-wracking for me yeah. like the fear of being judged almost prevented me from releasing anything or putting anything out there but in all honesty it's like first of all most people have been way more supportive than anything else. The amount of people yes. that have been kind and are like, I love the fact you're doing a podcast. It's been significantly more. And the several people that have made like snarky comments or like tried to mock me, it's like, I'm good with letting them talk. You know, like I want to do my own thing. I'm not going to let one person criticize and belittle me, stop me from going after it. So.
2: Yeah. And, and and that's where I think a lot of people will be surprised because I was surprised too, where I it, it was more encouragement and now I try to do the same so if I come across a post and I've done it several times where it's my second degree network will comment on someone who just posted a video for the first time like they'll say this is my first LinkedIn video I'll watch it and I will be like good for you you did amazing like keep it up like keep bringing it to you know and then sometimes they'll message me separately like thank you Raquel kind of like I don't know who you are but thank you for the encouragement and that was really kind of you and then that's a lot yeah. of times how I'll connect with people as well but I'm like, I try to be that person that's like, you know, Raquel, everyone has to start like, they need to hear that encouragement. They need the support. Everybody does like, and that's, and that's something that I'm trying to be better at is, uh, is just being someone that's just a cheerleader.
1: That's what it's all about. Like, and general, um, I- tying back into all of this, it, it's so funny. I was saying that the, the tips and tricks, there's no, nothing really too set in stone the one thing I would say is set in stone. I've spoken with you. I spoke with Jonathan Palmer Uh, a couple episodes ago. I spoke with Jonathan uh, Peters, who is a woodworking YouTube channel that has like 600,000 followers. He's like massive. Every single one has said my original content sucked. Like it was terrible. So (laughs) everyone, everyone starts, everyone starts sucking but you have to start somewhere. For me, it took starting the podcast to realize I talk so fast. <laughs> and so like now, now like my, my editor the other day hit me up and was like, you finally slowed it down a little bit. Your questions are a little more fluent. But it took me getting out there and speaking like this a mile a minute <laughs> to like really identify like, okay, like here's a fault that I can work on. Yeah, and, now and I it, people yeah.
2: love that and they appreciate it because- And they like I'll the journey you- too. Well, and that's exactly it—the journey—and that's what people love to see. I have had so many people reach out to me separately on LinkedIn, and a lot of them don't even engage or comment on my content, unlike my content. Like, I don't even know who these people are, but they will say, "Raquel, I just want to tell you that I've been following your journey on LinkedIn, and I am—I love seeing your growth. I love seeing how you've become this person and this and that, and—and and I love that because. I love that people are are loving my journey, period. Because it's like, it gives them hope as well of like, it's a journey for themselves as well. Like everybody has their own journey. Some of them might be quicker, slower, you know, longer, shorter, whatever. But if we can show our journey, then we're allowing other people that space and permission to do it themselves as well. And so that's why I love that um, all of us who people think like, oh, you guys make it look so easy. And such naturals and look at you guys. uh, Yeah. Go back a couple
1: months ago. Go back a couple years ago.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and, and I had someone ask me the other day, like, what would you, if you could go back, like what, what was the one thing that you would change? And I, the one thing that I would change is I wish that I was just myself from the start because that was another thing too, is that people think that they need to portray themselves in a certain way, in a certain light. And yeah, that's great and all, but at the end of the day, people just really want to see who you are as real as possible. And so if you can, if you can, from the start, just be you, then you're going to be much better off. I'm telling you, because it's, it's tough to try to, to be someone that you're not, it's exhausting. It's, it's scary. It's a lot of those things. And that's one thing that I wish I um, kind of had eliminated sooner rather than yeah, later. Yeah. But hey, once again, it was my journey.
1: And yeah, it's all part of the process. It's all and- part of
2: it. But I, that would be like a big piece of advice I would give people is like, if you're going to start, start, but start with just being you.
1: Definitely. And another thing, uh, something that I've heard a lot from people that like are hesitant to start creating content, especially as like I'm 23. So I'm around a lot of people that are are fairly fresh out of college or just recently started working in the real world. They're like, well, I'm not experienced enough to create content, but that ties directly back into the journey thing. It's like, if you start creating content on day one at your startup, they're gonna love to watch the startup grow and you sharing the lessons that you've learned, the mistakes that you've made. People really resonate with that stuff. So to anyone who's hesitant because they're not at like Gary V level or Tony Robbins level of success, you don't have to be. It's yeah, I think you're gonna get there with time. Yeah, like there with time. So yeah. let's let's watch how you get
2: there. We want to see the B, C, D, E, F, and G. Exactly. Yeah. All those. <laughs> it's like people, I think even the younger your generation thinks that they need to get from A to Z and just show the Z. It's like no, 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 no. We want to see all the other letters in between. Like that's where the needy the 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 meat is, the grittiness, the you know all like all the experiences the struggles, that's where everything's going to be. And that's where I want, I want more and more people to showcase that. Uh, You know, when I have clients and I talk to people, it's all those things that they don't think that that's what people want to hear. I'm like, everything that they think people don't want to hear. I'm like, no, 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 that's exactly what people want to hear. (laughs)
1: Like
2: it's the complete opposite of what you're thinking right now is the, it's, Total contrast, and then they're yep. like, oh, okay.
1: And it takes getting started to be able to identify, like you said. Yeah. Like, this is what people wanna see, so. Yeah,
2: cuz you'll know, it's trial and error. You'll get an idea, like, and like I know my network and my following, they love to see me be a goofball. They love that. Like, They actually kinda get upset sometimes if I do a serious video, but I'll do one of them every now and then cuz I'm not you know, happy go lucky all the time. Yeah, I have of course my not. moments. Of course but not. it's interesting when I have those kinda more serious um, moments in posts. I get a lot of them reaching out to me separately. Like, hey, how are you? Is everything okay? I saw your video if you need anybody. Like, if you need to talk to someone. And it just amazes me. I'm like, wow, like this is incredible that. Yeah,
1: what a positive.
2: Yeah, because I don't I do not do those posts to, to be like, woe is me. I do it more of like, hey, we all go through shit. Yeah. All of our struggles. This is what I'm learning from it. This is what, like, I'm sharing it with all of you so that you're not, you don't feel like you're alone. And we're all kind of like in this together type thing. And so I don't do it to get kind of that, you know, uh, people reach, but I love it. I appreciate it, but that's not why I do it, but it's very kind. And and, and I love it when I have a network that's just so caring and thoughtful.
1: It means a lot. That's the special it thing about fun. LinkedIn There's a lot less toxicity than some of the, uh, the other platforms.
2: Yeah. And, and right now it's it's necessary, especially someone like me, me who's an extrovert and is very social and relied on the conventions and the conferences and the networking events and the happy hours. Like that was, you know, the, I thrive on that. And to not me have sure. that, I still need that connection. So that's why I pretty much like doubled down even more so on LinkedIn during the pandemic. I mean, I already had pretty much, like I thought I already had a, a ton of visibility. And then I just kind of like, took it to the next level globally if you will like it's amazing yeah it's cool i love it like i i legit love people
1: me too i'm the same (laughs) way and that's why i think i've always gravitated towards linkedin as well and it's been a lot of fun to to bridge connections like this one and and just meet cool people that are are exceptional and positive it's uh are who you surround yourself by so whether it's uh, face to face or over a zoom call it it still counts either way
2: yeah and you're smart you're young and you're surrounding yourself with people that have had those experiences so what they're doing is they're uplifting you they're encouraging you they're giving you it's like almost like a mentorship of life right and um, it's really cool and and i totally give you kudos for doing that because most can I say kids sorry you're not you're like (laughs) only three years older well how many No, four years older than my son so
1: (laughs) I'm still kind of there
2: (laughs) yeah um, but kudos to you for actually putting yourself in this position and doing what you're doing because at your age I was freaking clueless like, so I'm still kind of clueless. Let's be real.
1: <laughs> everyone is. Everyone is. Yeah. But
2: I, but I love that you're willing to to put yourself out there and you're surrounding yourself with like really cool people. And all it's going to yeah. do is help you. I and really appreciate I, it. I can only imagine what you'll be like at my age at 45. You better still be,
1: awesome. be
2: like, yeah, I we'll knew say. him when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, Remember me. Remember
1: me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It's definitely, uh, laying the groundwork now i think is going to be super beneficial in the long term and in the short term it's it's a lot of fun it's like like you said i just love human connection and i love love networking love meeting people so what better way to do it than to to hop on the podcast
2: yes
1: (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on raquel it's it's been a real pleasure you're always such a ball to talk with i love your energy
2: Thanks. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where I get, I'm like an energizer bunny. I don't know. It's
1: weird. (laughs) I'm the same way. I could go all day. I have too many espressos. That's my problem.
2: I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you again soon.
2: Thank you, Harrison. I appreciate it.
0: We hope you enjoyed episode 14 today with Raquel Boris. Please join us on your favorite podcast platform. That's YouTube. Included for the video version of the show. So that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. Don't forget to follow on Instagram and connect with Harrison on LinkedIn. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.